0: Hello and welcome to Coach Rich Rants, real takes, raw feedback, unedited and unscripted views of what's happening in youth sports, in soccer, both in the US and in my local community. I will be bringing to you different takes from the perspective of either a parent of an athlete, of a player, of a coach, or as a club director and administrator. Having worn every one of those hats, I'll try to bring to you these takes from each of those perspectives. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to subscribe. So thank you for tuning into today's edition of Coach Rich Rance. I'm really looking to create a video blog here and it's something I think is very interesting. Um, I I am a, a soccer coach and a club director for a club in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, The club that I'm in uh, is a result of a merger where we took two prominent local soccer clubs um, that each had a good team here or there. Each of us had players that played in school together and went to school together um, and we trained at the same field. So there's a lot of competition among the two clubs for players. And we just felt like it would be better for soccer if we brought those kids together, created one club, combined resources, combined coaching staff, combined players. And we did it in conjunction with the age group change, which made the timing of it perfect. It was seen as probably one of the more successful or the most successful club merger in our area for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons that we, um, one of the things that we did was we set out a, a platform for player development that included up to two to three teams per age group based on the number of players that we felt were quality. So in some age groups, we have three teams, there's a development team, then there's a a team in the middle that sort of competes for potentially spots on the top team. And then the top team are kids that are typically either the most skilled or the most experienced or most athletic, whatever it is, right? So, but the idea is that there are players that haven't been exposed to high level training, haven't been exposed to professional coaching, that when they get that exposure, could develop into very good soccer players. And the idea behind that is, let's create an environment where a player could come to our club and play for our club their entire career. So that if they develop up, meaning they catch up with everyone else, we can put them in a place that's developmentally appropriate. If they're behind because they come late, we can put them in a place that's developmentally appropriate. If there's a child that was 9 and 10 years old that was bigger and faster than everybody and could cook the ball harder um, and was getting by that way, um, they could still be challenged at a level and then as the other kids catch up, they can still continue to develop and work on their skills and their technical abilities to match their physical abilities so that they can stay where they need to be, or if they need to move down because other players catch up, they can, but still stay in the same club. Same token, you might have players that are just physically late bloomers, where they're very good skilled players, but at the time where people start to hit their growth spurts, they fall behind. And rather than have them work themselves off of a team, we can keep them within the same club, and we can put them in a developmentally appropriate environment so they can stay with the same club. And the idea is that players can 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 be guest players on each of the prospective teams within the age groups, so they don't they're not necessarily stuck on the team that they've been assigned, and they're not necessarily safe on the team that they're assigned. That there's always an opportunity for competition throughout the year, and we model that after a lot of you know of development academy stuff uh, of what uh, of some big clubs in Europe, clubs in the United States that have multiple levels of teams, and and the idea there is that we would place the top teams in the highest level of competition possible the next level, the next level, etc. The result for us was that we had several teams make it to the finals and or win the State Cup. At the same time, we had several teams went to the President's Cup, which is the next level, and win in that environment. So if you think about it, our top teams competed in regionals and won. Our second teams competed at the next level locally and won. So it was a success. The challenge, however, with that model is that there is a huge issue around expectations of parents and status of being on like so called an elite team versus a premier team. Um, We are trying to follow U.S. club's player first initiative and remove the moniker of elite and premier and we just went with colors. Everybody knows what those colors mean, but the idea behind it is that players on our second team should, should push players on our first team players in our first team should get more reps with the second team if they need to because they're falling behind or they need to get caught up. So the idea is more opportunity and more exposure for crossing the um, roster barrier to focus on development. And what happens is there are players and parents, the first time that they start to run into a challenge, potentially they're on a top team and all of a sudden in in big games, all of a sudden their playing time is diminished and parents want to find another club where they'll get more playing time but we may have a team right behind the team that they're on that is probably better than the club that they want to go to and it's the same coaches and it's the same methodology and it's the same curriculum but for some parents the idea of not being on the top team is a problem if you ask the player the challenge that they have is well i don't want to leave that team because i'm going to leave my friends well Here's the thing in life you're gonna go into grade school and have a group of friends middle school have a group of friends high school have a different group of friends you're gonna go to college have a different group of friends you're gonna get married have a different group of friends you're gonna have kids you're gonna have a different group of friends you' are going to uh, your kids are gonna get involved in activities you're gonna have a different group of friends you're gonna get a job and have a different group of friends you're gonna change jobs and have a different group of friends. The point of it all is is life always changes and you're always gonna have different groups of friends. And some friends will be better stay with you longer than others. So if the argument about not getting jump bumped down to a lower team it has to do with friends, well what happens if you leave the club altogether to go find a different team? Would you not be doing the same thing and finding a different group of friends? The answer to that is yes. So the logic behind that answer sometimes is eh, I don't know. So I think what's going on in most cases is that parents just don't understand. They want for their kids to be successful, who wouldn't want their kids to be successful. And so they want to put them in the environment that they think is the best for their success, their confidence and everything else. But let me give you a couple of examples of how I think putting a platform in place and allowing kids to learn from the challenges they're facing or even failure in some points is a good thing. I'll start with a couple of years ago, I had a player, I had a very, very good U12 team, 11 going to 12. And as they were going to U12, there was a player that came in kind of late at U11. He was a really good player. He, he had a lot of potential, but he was kind of quiet. He was kind of shy, and but very good technically, but a little bit overshadowed by some of the personalities on the team. So as we did tryouts going into the next year, I said to his father, I said, look, I really think that he would benefit from playing on our second team. We could put him on the top team, but here's the thing. With the numbers that we have, he would only play of every game and his experience would be maybe in a position that isn't gonna be suited for him or the best suited for him in the long run just based on who's the team. But we have a second team. If he played on that second team, we would train at the same time so we could mix them together. And I would guarantee you, I could put him in a position that I think he needs to be developed for, that he can learn the game the most. He will build his confidence up because he'll be one of the stronger players on a team. And he'll play in a position like the central defense where he's going to learn the game and potentially develop leadership skills, potentially be looked up to by other kids, and his personality may reveal itself. And the reps that he gets never coming off the field will be a lot more impactful than those reps playing half of every game in a different position. So the dad said to me, and I quote, you're the expert. I trust your judgment. If you think that is best for my son's development, then I'm all for it. And I was almost shocked, but we did it. So the result the next year was that player developed as a central defender. He learned the game. He became a leader on the field. He never came off the field. His confidence grew tremendously. So fast forward two years, or a year later, we have tryouts in the club merger, and we have probably the best players from the best two teams in the area combining to create one team. And guess what? he makes the top team. He makes the team, he's a starter on that team in defense. His personality has revealed itself where he's a much more outgoing and much more confident player. And I have to believe it was that experience that he had playing on that second team where he was, quote unquote, the man. And as a result, his confidence improved and now he is a very strong player on this combined team. So in that experience experiment, it worked out. And it's great, and the dad was thankful for me, and is happy with the kid's development, and you know things things worked out really well. My own example is when I was 13 years old, I came out of a little league system where we had eight teams, maybe going into two pony league teams, and this was way long ago, 30 plus years ago. Well, on my team of the eight, I played shortstop or second base. I got to pitch once in a while. I was the leadoff hitter, but I was a, a very small player, small in stature. I was a LA late And I went out for the play of tryouts for baseball. And I was a very good athlete. So I made the. there were two teams, I made the top team. But I couldn't see the shortstop. I couldn't see second base. I certainly couldn't pitch. Because I was with 13, 14 and 15 year olds and I was a late bloomer. But I was able to find a place in center field. I was able to run balls down. I was fast. I had a good arm, but I was just small. But so I played and I played limited time. I didn't start a lot of games. I didn't lead off, that's for sure. I played, I, I batted further down in the order. But I had a fun time. And so the next year, when we had tryouts, I went to the coaches myself, and this was when parents weren't as involved. And I said to the coaches of the first team and the second team, if I played on the second team, do you think I could play shortstop? The coach from the other team said, without question, you could play shortstop on our team. And I said, well, I'd like to play shortstop So I'd like to be on the second team. So they put me on the second team. I played shortstop, I got to pitch, Um, you know, I played center field if we needed. I was the leadoff batter. I ended up becoming an all-star that year on that team because it just wasn't the top team. And for me, I played almost every inning of every game. I got to pitch, I got to play shortstop, I got to play second, I got to play all the positions, and most importantly, I got to lead off and I never came off the field. And that was what was important to me. So that year, I became an all-star player. The following year, I ended up back on the top team playing shortstop again, which was kinda cool. But it was that year of, hey, I just wanna play that set me forward, okay? I, my, uh, I spoke with a, a former professional player, uh, football player in Mark Kelso. And if you don't know him, he played uh, college at William & Mary. Uh, he's from Pittsburgh, where I live now. And he had a, a nine-year career in the eight or nine-year career in the NFL, playing for the Buffalo Bills, including all four Super Bowls. When he was coming up through high school, he was a phenomenal player, and he was getting looks at some schools. He was small in stature, so some of the big-time schools looked at him, but not a lot. Uh, and he had a choice to potentially go to a school with a big name brand on the helmet, or go to a school potentially where, if he worked hard, he could potentially play as a freshman. So the things that were important to him were, in my conversation with him, is he wanted to be able to be developed. He wanted to go to a school academically that was good for him, and he wanted an opportunity that if he really worked hard, he could play as a freshman and develop as a football player for four years instead of one or two getting redshirted and working his way into the starting lineup at a bigger school. So it was a decision he made, and lo and behold, he goes to William & Mary, he gets a great degree, And on top of that, he played as a freshman, played all four years and ended up with an eight year career in the NFL. And for him, it was all about development. So in speaking with him about his experience, one of the things he said was, because he knows a lot of people, that good things come from setting a goal to get to the highest level and not achieving it. That people learn so much about themselves and so much about life by setting a goal and striving for the goal, and even if they come up short, that is good for them developmentally as an adult. So one of the things I see is I see three examples of where, where people could have been on a top team, chose not to because they wanted to get more playing time, and in all three of those scenarios, it worked out. So the problem that we have in our club is that we have people who maybe don't, as parents or as players, haven't played at a high level, haven't really been that involved in sports and just don't know, it may be their first kid, they want the best for their kids. Or maybe they were really good and don't understand why their kid isn't. Um, so it really is something that is difficult for us because at the end of the day, it should be about the kid. And I just encourage parents to allow their kids to have some challenges in life if a player doesn't play a lot. Allow that player to work through that time instead of complaining to the coaches about playing time. If a player doesn't make the top team, but loves the sport, loves their teammates, loves their coaches, don't take that away from them by trying to get them on a top team in another club just to be on a top team if that top team is getting beat by another club's second team. And that's what tends to happen. Parents have been coming to me late for tryouts, right? Tryouts have been going on for the last couple of weeks. They didn't land on the top team and then they come to us and say, hey, do you have any room on your top team? Well, no, because that was pretty much taken the first day. But we have positions maybe on our second team or even only our third team. And they're saying, well, I'm not interested in the third team. Maybe I'll go somewhere else and come back in a year. My thought is, and my comments have been, why wait? If you can get into our system, get into our platform, start working with the coaches and the other players. If your son or daughter develops and shows that they should be playing on a higher level platform or higher level team, then they're gonna be put in that place by being in our program. But going somewhere else because it's a top team, unless the development is just as good, and it could be, is gonna be not going to make it any easier for you to come back the next year in an effort to try to make a top team. But by being in our system and working hard and being around the coaches, people are going to see that and put the player where they're supposed to be the next year. And it happens all the time. I can't tell you how many times players who've come in and have moved up. And there have been players that have moved down. And guess what? They've moved down and it's been great for their confidence because... They were disappointed at first, but then they were able to have a much bigger role on their team, develop leadership characteristics, to be able to overcome adversity. All those things happen as a result of it, and it's really where I think we need to start considering what's really happening. So I almost titled the article, If at first you don't succeed, go to another club. But it's really kind of a rude statement to make, and and part of it is just, thinking through the scenario and the education. The thing that we also have to remember as parents is that we are not the ones going through this. Our, our children are. And there are life lessons to be learned all along the way in athletics. And let's let them have the experience. Let's not protect them from the experience. Because there's gonna be things that they gain in life having gone through this experience. Maybe in later in life, they don't get the grade that they wanted. Maybe they don't get picked in school for the project that they wanted or the group. Maybe they don't get the grade that they expected despite the work. Maybe they don't get the job that they wanted. Maybe they don't get the promotion that they wanted. There are going to be things throughout life that they are going to come across that they are going to have to deal with. They may have to set goals whether they be sales goals or marketing goals or financial goals or cost justification, benefit analysis goals. There could be all kinds of different management by objective goals that they have. Maybe they start a business and have goals for the growth of their business and potentially it may not go well all the time. If they get experience as a young athlete and understand and learn how to mentally go through those challenges, they're going to be better for it when it comes up in their real life. And I will tell you right now, I think about the times in high school when I'm like, when am I ever gonna need to use calculus? I'll never need calculus, right? And depending on your profession, sometimes that's a true statement. Or when am I gonna need to learn German, right? And it's a joke that you say when you're in high school. And, and you know, more often than not, you're gonna need the stuff because it comes into, into play later. But I cannot tell you a single instance in sports, a single one where they're not gonna come across a similar circumstance, whether that's a really difficult loss, whether that's a really exciting win, whether that's you know being an underdog and coming out of nowhere to be successful, or whether that's just being disappointed, whether that's having people move on that were your friends and they move out of town, But now you're in a job and your best friend from your work moves, right? Or gets promoted or transfers. These things are gonna happen all throughout life. And why have a kid experience it for their first time if they have a great opportunity through sports, a game, playing a game, where sometimes it gets difficult and they can learn to live and go through that adversity themselves at a young age. I guarantee you that that is gonna come back to them later in life and my wish is that people would just allow that to happen and doesn't always happen and people and parents consider or always well i don't want to say always but more often than not err on the side of protecting their child and wanting the best for their child and doing what they think is in the best interest of the child and the family for their confidence, for whatever. But to me, I think that doesn't necessarily work when it plays out. So now you go to another team, another club, for their confidence. And they go to an environment with new coaches and new players. So if it's difficult for them to meet new people, then going to that new environment where there's nobody that's even... um, familiar, where the surroundings, the the location, the commute, all that stuff is different, and they have to figure out their way with a group of players that they don't know, that is actually making it more difficult for the child. So in a way, that's a good life lesson, but is that the best life lesson, right? And then they don't have a chance themselves to reverse course and prove everybody else Wrong or prove to themselves that with hard work they can work their way back up. It doesn't happen to everyone, it's not a guarantee, but it is better, I think, in my opinion, to have to take the chance at that. Michael Jordan says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so does Wayne Gretzky. Everybody is claimed to have said that, and it's usually the best player in their sport that says it to the players that are in that sport, but it's true. So you're never gonna make the shot you don't take. That's a life lesson, right? I just think as, as, a, as adults, and I'm one, and I have kids in sports, I think we could all benefit from allowing our kids to go through some of these adversarial situations in an effort to learn, in an effort to, to work through it and get over it. Because at the end of the day, right, kids will get tired, of bouncing around from club to club to club to club, not really forming any long-term relationships, and could be out of the sport just because they haven't had the success that they wanted. Whereas, if a club is closely managing that player's growth and putting them in a spot that they think is the best for their development, and the parents allow that to happen, they could have the success that they were looking for, albeit on a different team. And success is measured not by what team you're on or what trophies they win, but by your individual growth and your contribution to that team. So be careful when you put a moniker or a label on success if you equate success to winning when it could be so many other things. That's all I have for today. It was a long one, but I appreciate you hanging.